children of God, children of God, I'm back. This is your storyteller. And I know you were probably waiting for a part three of The Watchman. When I first started doing that series, I said that I would probably do part one, two, and three. Um, I've already done one and two. I hope you watched it and were blessed by it. Um, I will be coming back very soon with part three of The Watchman. But today, what I wanted to do, I woke up this morning thinking about you, um, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to the podcast. As the Lord has given those different series and episodes to me, I'm honored to receive them, but I'm also honored to receive your text messages, to receive all your likes on Facebook, the comments that you give on Facebook. I'm just so honored and so grateful for how you take your precious time. I understand time. I understand that time is precious. But the fact that you would take something as precious as your time to listen to me, that you would take something as precious as your time to like me on Facebook, to give a comment back on Facebook, to text me on my personal text um, messages, just to let me know how you feel. That means so much to me. So I just want to say thank you. I woke up this morning thinking about you. Um, actually, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. And if I had a real voice, I was seeing just a little bit of it. I'm just so compelled right now to just sing just a little bit of it. Maybe I'll try. What you think? I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on the Lord. Oh, I woke up this morning with my mind Stayed on Jesus. Now this is your part right here. You say, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, thank you even for listening to that. But in all seriousness, I'm so blessed. I'm so honored. I'm so happy. I'm so delighted that you all take the time to listen to me. Um, when the Lord first gave me the idea to do the podcast, when he gave me that assignment, I didn't know how you would take it, how you would receive it, but you have blessed my heart so much. And oftentimes we don't take the time to say thank you. We really don't say it enough. And as I said earlier, time is precious. And that you would use something precious like that, like your personal time, as you're driving to work, as you're driving home from work, as you're taking your lunch break, that you would use that time that's so near and dear to you to listen to the podcast. I thank you. I know that some of you all listen and you share with your friends. I thank you for doing that because you could be doing something else. And even as I'm 
talking right now, the Holy Spirit is saying something to me about another way that you guys can use the podcast. And then thank you, Holy Spirit. And it's through your own personal group discussions at your church, at your home, among your friends. He just gave it to me. That's another way that you can use the podcast. And I thank God for that. I like the fact that I've heard things about how you guys use the podcast and how it's a blessing to you, how many of you use it when you're traveling home from work and you're listening and sharing with your friends and your family. Um, I'm just so in awe that God has chosen you to listen. I'm grateful for you receiving. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for receiving this podcast. This is my life's work, and my life's work is to please God and whatever he calls my work. Remember, children of God, only what we do for Christ will last. Only what we do for Christ will mean anything to him. So here I am again asking you a question. What is your life's work? In life, we have many things, many facets of what we do for Christ. This right here in this phase of my life is my life's work. I was a pastor for 13 years. That was a life's work. Now I'm doing this as a podcaster, as a storyteller. This now is my life's work. What do you do? What are you doing that you have declared to be your life's work? Does it have any eternal weight? Remember, I said that only what we do for Christ will last, which means that only what we do for Christ will have eternal weight. So what's eternal weight, you ask? Eternal weight is the stuff we do down here on planet Earth. It means that the stuff we do down here will only matter in heaven if it was done for Christ. I'm going to go back and say that again. Because we're talking about our life's work. We're talking about that thing that makes us happy that we're pleasing God. I do the podcast because I'm happy that I please God in it. I'm happy that I please you in it. I'm happy that you anxiously wait to get the next podcast, to hear what the next episode is going to be. And I'm most happy that I hear comments that you apply it to your life. So doing that right now during this phase of my life has become my life's work.
because it pleases God. Remember, remember, remember today that only what we do for Christ will last. Only what we do for Christ will have any eternal weight. Are you getting that peace? Say that to yourself back. Only what I do for Christ, for Christ now, is going to have any eternal weight in heaven. I went back and I, I repeated it because I wanted you to really get the full concept of eternal weight and the work that you do. Which means that the stuff we do down here on planet Earth will only matter in heaven if it's for Christ. So let's always examine the work that we do here on Earth just to make sure that it has merit in heaven, that it has value in heaven. How bad would it be to do all of this work down here only to find out that on that day, that judgment day, that it had no merit at all, that it had no value at all, that it did not mean anything at all to Christ. So we've got to make real sure that all the ripping and running and gathering and planning and making contacts and securing and pursuing, we got to make sure that all that stuff matters to Christ. And you got to ask yourself, God, does this matter to you at all? Are you in this at all? Are you okay with this at all? Examine whether or not Christ's work was designed to cause you stomach pain. Examine whether or not the work that you're doing was designed to cause knots in your stomach, cause your bodily functions to go haywire. Examine whether or not Christ's work is designed to cause ulcers and heartburn, loss of hair, heart attacks, strokes. Was it designed to cause you stress and anxiety, make alcoholics and become dependent on medication to lay down and to get up? Was it designed for that? Now remember, We do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of ripping and running. And we do it in Jesus' name. And we say, this is, this is the work I'm doing for the ministry. But was the ministry designed to cause those symptoms? Was it designed to make alcoholics out of us? Was it designed to cause us to be dependent on medication? Was it designed to cause us to have an addiction to technology in order to preach and to teach God's truth? 
Now listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't use technology. Technology is good in its place. But I said don't become addicted so that when you don't have your iPhone, when you don't have your iPad, you're not hindered from preaching the gospel. You're not hindered from preaching and teaching. You're not hindered from singing. You're not hindered from giving your your word of prophecy. Because I'm noticing today that even when people give a word of prophecy, they're reading it off of their their, uh, iPhone. They're using their iPads to do it. So, do you want to become addicted to it? Because when that little circle is going round and round and round and it just won't stop, can't stop, won't stop. You're standing up there waiting for the circle to stop so that you can give your prophetic word. Does that have any merit? How does God feel about that? That he has given you a a right now word. Hallelujah, Jesus. That he has given you a rhema word. To give to the people. But you can't give the word just yet. Because you're waiting for the circle. On your phone to stop. So am I addicted to my phone? Because technology will shut down. And if technology shuts down. So be it. The word is written on the tables of my heart. So I'm not bound by technology. I won't allow myself to become addicted to technology. The little circle that won't stop circling on my phone, on my laptop, will not hinder me from giving my prophecy, my right now prophecy. So, hear me good, because I don't want you to put out a bad report on the storyteller. Am I saying technology is bad? No, I'm not. I'm saying, do you want to be addicted to it? Do you want to be bound by it? If I'm called on to sing a song, do I have to run all over the church to try to find my pocketbook to get my phone out because my song is on my phone? If I'm called on to preach, am I relying on my phone? All my sermons on my iPad, and I can't do it without my iPad. That's what I'm saying. Don't become addicted to those things. Don't allow those things to hinder you from being able to do what God has called you to do every day, in season and out of season. And remember, prophets, don't make the people wait. For that circle to stop before you give that prophetic word. So, when those kinds of things are happening, what is heaven doing while the little circle is going round and round? What do you think? What do you think heaven is doing? What do you think God is saying? And I've seen, <laughs> I've seen something very funny. I've seen the phone shut down altogether. 
And the prophet was just in a, a real stupor because the prophet forgot the prophecy. How much eternal weight does all that have in heaven? How does God, your heavenly Father, evaluate that work that has been shut down because all of your work, all of your work for his people was stored in your phone, was stored in your laptop, was stored in the cloud, but not in your heart. Question, does it have any eternal weight? This work that we are busy doing down here, is it supposed to divide homes because you are busy doing that work that you call ministry? Is it supposed to break up families? This busy stuff that we're doing. Was it designed to cause divorce and separation? What is your life's work down here on earth? What will it net you? Ask yourself, my life's work down here on earth. What will it net me when I get to heaven. I'm talking today about your life's work. The stuff that we put our blood, sweat, and tears into. The stuff that's causing us to have ulcers, ulcers, heartburn, IBS, heart attacks, heart murmur, heart palpitations. Bringing division into our families. You can't tend to your spouse because you got ministry. You can't give time to your children because you got ministry. You can't visit the sick because you've got other ministry, even though that's a ministry. What is your life's work? And does it have any eternal weight in heaven? Or am I just busy down here on planet Earth? I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians Chapter 3. And I'm going to start at verse number 12. And I'm going to read down to verse 15. It says this, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now, if any man build upon this foundation 
gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. You know, actually, I'm going to go back up to verse number 10. And that will give you a better understanding. Because we're talking about you here being a wise master builder. Let's go to chapter, uh, to verse number 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me. This is Paul talking. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builded thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereon. So, I'm a master builder. You're a master builder. So, how are you building? What foundation are you building on? What materials are you using to build the foundation? Now, the foundation has already been laid. So, we're laying on the foundation that God has already built for us. Verse number 11. Now, let me, let me just jump back. Let me jump back. Let me just, let me, give me, forgive me while I jump back. Are you a master builder? That's my question to you. Are you a master builder? Question number two. What are you building? Question number three. What foundation are you building on? What's your foundation? Now. Now let's go to verse number 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. What are you building on? Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Now, These are six materials. These are the six building materials. So, the six types of material that's that's mentioned here. Three of these things are things that can be built, can be burned up in the fire. And three cannot. In fact, they are called combustible and incombustible. So, take a look at your life now. Take a look at the stuff. And I'm calling this stuff. Take a look at the stuff that you're busy doing. Is it gold? Is it silver? Is it precious stones? Is it wood? Is it hay? Or is it stubble? Now, I'm not doing a Bible study with you. So I want you to do your own Bible study and look at the merit of these six materials. Look at the merit of gold, the merit of silver, the, the merit of precious stones, wood, hay, and stuff. Look at those things and look at its merit. Do that on your own time today. Now, because those are your building materials. So in all my busy work that I do, what am I using? What are my materials? Will it last? 
On the judgment day, when it's tried, will it last? Will it have any merit? Will it have any lasting power? Does it have any value? Now let's look at 13. Every man's work, I like that. That includes all of us. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Means it's going to be tried. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed uh-uh, by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Now, let me break that down for you in common terminology. Are you a little bit scared here now? What this is saying is that God's going to look at all of our work, all the stuff that we do down here on earth is going to be in plain sight for him. It's going to be made manifest. And that word for the day to declare it, that's talking about the day is the day of judgment, the day of the judgment seat of Christ. That's where you gonna that's where you and I will stand. And he will look at all the stuff, all the planning, all the preparation, all the pursuing, all the ripping and running. He's gonna look at that stuff and he's gonna make a final decision about its value, a final decision about its worth. On that judgment day, at the judgment seat of Christ, the real determination will be made against the work that you and I did here on earth. The real determination will be made against me as the storyteller. He will decide. The fire will decide whether or not it was just busy work or just big ideas. The fire will decide the consuming fire will decide whether or not it was just busy work or busy ideas or did it have eternal weight and I want you to get those words in your spirit am I doing busy work or am I just full of big ideas he will use those divine scales and divine justice to mete out your rewards. What will it be? I'm going to go back and read verse 13 again. This applies to every one of us. This applies to everyone that names the name of Christ. It says, every man's work 
shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. Now I want you to hold on to what the day is. The judgment day. The day of the judgment seat of Christ. And his determination will be made this way. He said, because it shall be revealed, your work, my work, will be revealed by fire. Remember how the other name for Jesus Christ is that he's a consuming fire. So as we're doing stuff, even on today, just look up and say, I better be careful because the consuming fire is watching me. I better backtrack some things because the consuming fire is watching me. And I will have to give an accounting of that. Imagine God being like an accountant. (laughs) He's got everything in the books. So you got to say, I've got to give an account of what I do today. I've got to give an account of what I say today. Remember, we're held accountable for every idle word that we say and do. You know, we all do little foolish things, little funny things, little things in jest. And God said we're all going to be held accountable for every idle word. So the stuff, your stuff today, take another look at your stuff today and say, does this stuff have any merit? I got a whole list of stuff here that I'm going to do. Does it have any eternal weight? When the fire, when it's revealed by the fire, what would be the determination? Go back up to verse number 12 now. Will it turn out to be gold? Silver? Precious stone? Because that will last. That won't be consumed in the fire. Or will it just be wood, hay, and stubble? Will it just blow up, just burn up and fly away? So my stuff that I'm doing today, guys, my precious children of God, examine it. Does it sound like I'm pleading with you? Remember when I came on the the podcast, I said, I just thank you. I honor you for, for listening. So I do this because I want you to make sure that your work won't be burned up in the fire. As wood, stubble, and hay. But it will prove to be of value. It will prove to have merit. It will have some staying power. It will have some eternal weight to it. That's why I'm honored that you listen to the podcast. I'm honored that you text me back and say, Storyteller, I like it. Storyteller, it blessed me. Storyteller, I gladly heard it and I gladly received it. This is my plea to you today. 
Whatever you stop doing to listen to me this morning, I thank you so much. Because there is an end to all of this. There will be a day. The Bible calls it a day. He said, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it. What day? The day is the day of the judgment seat of Christ, which we're all going to have to stand there. And the fire is used as a test. The fire is used as a test. It's going to be revealed by the fire and the fire shall try. That's the word of God. That's not just my word. The word of God says, and the fire shall try every man's work to determine what kind it is. That's verse 13. Now, here's what it says here. And and I I don't know about you, but that kind of scares me just a little bit. It makes me cautious. It makes me say, let me just make sure that what I'm doing is what you would have me to do. Let me just make sure that what I'm doing is not my stuff, my big ideas, my thing to do so that I can get more recognition, my thing to do because I want to be big, my thing to do because I have not tried this, so let me try something new. Trying something new, guys, doesn't have eternal weight. That's not your life's work. Only what I do for Christ, say that. Only what I do for Christ will last. And and I can so clearly see some of you now with tears running down your face saying, God, keep me in remembrance. Hallelujah, Jesus. That only what I do for Christ. I see your faces. I see your faces because that's my life's work. Is to see your faces and to appeal to you. My heart right now is tender toward you. Because I can see some of you just holding on to your heart. With your hands to your face saying, God, don't let all this be in vain. Don't let my living be in vain. Don't let my preaching, hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Don't let my preaching be in vain. Don't let my studying, don't let my early morning praying, don't let my my late night praying be in vain. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Don't let my worshiping, don't let my studying be in vain. That's why I thank you so much for listening. That's why I honor you so much for receiving. You are my life's work. This right here, getting this out to you, is my life's work. Doesn't cost you anything but a heart to listen and to receive doesn't cost you anything. Your time to listen to this is so precious. God, I bless you for their time. God, I honor you for their time. 
God, even right now, I say, in blessing God, do bless them for the time that they have already taken out, that they have already laid aside just to hear. Some of them are on their way to work. Hallelujah, Jesus. Cover them, God. Give your angels a charge, a special charge over them. Some of them have stepped away from their desks just to hear. Some of them have gone into the restroom just for a little a minute's break just to hear. So, Father God, do bless them. Do multiply into their lives. Do multiply into their hands, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Give them the more of you, even on today, God, for your glory, for your glory. Thank you, Father. The Bible says that he will try every man's work. It will be revealed by the fire. The fire is going to test. The fire is going to make that divine determination so that divine justice can be meted out. It will determine what sort of work it was. If any man, verse number 14, if any man's work abide, means that if it endures the fire. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Think about that. God is so gracious. Even that's his grace toward us. Even that's his gift of grace toward his precious children. He said, if your work endure the fire, if it pass the fire test, you're going to get a reward. But if that ripping and running and all your big ideas that you conjured up yourself because you're smart and because you're intelligent. Because you said, well, it just makes good sense. It's reasonable. All that stuff, you got to ask yourself, does it have any eternal weight, though? And then verse 15 says, if any man's work shall be burned, means in that fire, in that consuming fire, if it's burned up, it becomes wood, hay, and stubble. It's like wood, hay, and stubble, just burned up, blown away. just becomes nothing but ashes. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by the fire. Look how gracious God is. You ought to lift your hands up right now and say, God, I just love you. Even though all my stuff that I do is going to be burned up because it wasn't about you. It wasn't even for you. It was just my good ideas, my big ideas, my wonderful thoughts. You, you're going to burn it up but you'll save me. 
my soul would be saved. I just would have worked down here on planet Earth for nothing. I would have just gotten an altar for nothing. I would have just developed heart palpitations for nothing. I would have run all my weight off of my body for nothing. I would have broken up my home. My children and I don't talk because I didn't spend any time with them. Lost my spouse. Lost my church family. I would have done all of that for nothing. Went broke. For nothing. But at least I'll be saved. At least I won't go to hell. But I won't have any rewards. Do you want that? The storyteller said that she gave out a little small warning. Even after she loved up on us. She still gave us a little warning. She still said that only what we do for Christ will last. I was kind of addicted to doing, to rip, I was addicted to running, ripping and running all over the place, being busy, coming up with more big ideas that I didn't stop. Because I had a doing stuff addiction. But at least I know I'll be saved. I'm going to close with reading verse 14 and 15 to you again. If any man's work, that includes me, abide, which he has built upon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned up, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So, I guess you could look at it and say, it's a win-win. Is that how you look at it? It's still a win-win. Even if I do the ripping and running down here and have all my good ideas, I still will be saved. If you look at it like that, I guess you could say that's a win-win for you. But because the Bible does say, if any man's work should be burned up, he should suffer loss. Do you want a loss? Do you want to suffer a loss at, at all? After all that you've gone through down here on planet Earth, do you want to suffer a loss when you get there? Do you want to stand before him and have him say that you suffered a loss? Look at all your work as he reveals it to you and see it all burned up. Do you, do you, want, do you want a loss? Tell yourself, I can't afford a loss. That's what I'm saying to myself today. God, I can't afford a loss. I don't want to podcast anything. I don't want to be the storyteller and suffer a loss. I don't want this to be my life's work. 
I don't want to let being a prophet, being a preacher, being a pastor, being a mother, being a friend, I don't want that to be my life's work and have it burnt up for him to say, that's a loss. I want everything that I do to have eternal weight. I'll be saved. That's what he says. So if you need to take some comfort today, I guess you can take some comfort in the fact that I'll be saved. My soul will be saved. But my works will be burnt up. My work down here will be burnt up. Children of God, thank you for listening. Thank you so, so much for receiving. But let's examine all the work that we do. Let's examine today all that we are busy being, busy doing. Let's examine that. And by the way, I just want to give a shout out. Um, I just heard that the series Empower to Win will be returning back to us in March. I'm so happy to hear that. That's Disciples of Faith by Apostle T.B. Walker in Wilmington, Delaware. I'm so happy to hear what an awesome series, Empower to Win. What are we empowered to win? What are we trying to win? We're trying to win as many souls as we possibly can for the kingdom. That's a good busy. But the key thing is that he says, I have given you the power. I've empowered you to go out there and take the souls. Take them by force. I've empowered you to do that. You are empowered to win. I believe that was what he said when he ended his series. You are empowered to win. God bless you. God bless you all. And again, thank you so, so much for listening. I am the storyteller. Thank <laughs> you.